This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. So I did a lot of research about you, uh, oh and I've, I've learned something about you just sitting down here that I did not find in my research. Mm-hmm. You had a podcast where you talked to porn stars? It's called The Morning After Podcast. It was The Morning <laughs> After dot, dot, dot. It was an ellipses podcast, because I think there's another one called The Morning After. Uh-huh. And we, um, What is that one about? I don't know. Probably something better. Uh, <laughs> uh, the girl, they interview girls that have taken the morning after pill yeah. and just uh, no, ta- they, talk about their experiences. Or they interview guys who've taken it. And, uh, <laughs> or guys who bought it. See how they feel. Yeah. yeah. Or guys who, yeah. How, how was your experience in the CVS? Awkward? Yes. Guys who've taken it is better. It can't do anything to you, can it? Well, that's what the podcast Asking is Asking for yeah. a friend. Uh, yeah, you're right. Wait, so okay, you would interview them the morning after they... You know what's funny? We got... I did it with Eli Olsberg and we got into and out of the podcast game before it was profitable so we were kind of dumb and we started to build up a following um on twitter we just we'd always been fascinated by porn you know like yeah because obviously you watch it but also i love boogie nights and i just thought it was like uh, because i always wanted to know i love watching porn but also i was like this is a it's a career and when you start doing comedy one thing we realized doing the podcast is comedians and porn stars have a lot in common and you're a product and you you're like you're promoting yourself and you're yeah. pouring yourself out for work and you and, and you reveal way too much about yourself and you're and you know there's people a reason feel like they know there. you yeah yeah exactly and, and also people jerk off to you constantly i mean and, <laughs> i get that every day on twitter i know i jerk sure. off to you every day on twitter. <laughs> um, from his website pictures or from dwarf.com i can't talk about okay that. okay yeah. next time um, you come but uh yeah, so we interviewed people because we were curious about most um, interviews of porn stars are just about like, oh man, can I electrocute your nipple? And I always thought that was <laughs> dumb. And I, I was just curious, kind of like, what is your day to day? How does your yeah. family feel? Like, how'd you get into it? Because there's so many uh, podcasts about how did comedians get into the game? And yeah. it's like, well, I I want to know about por- porn. Is such a It's such a wild choice to make with your life just yeah. from an economic perspective. And it in the same way that comedians' parents don't like comedians getting into it i mm-hmm. think a lot of porn stars parents don't like it and some do and all that stuff so right. that was what it was about it was really fascinating yeah and it's one thing one thing that's fascinating to me about uh, that world and deciding to be in that world is you you can't really dabble in that world because i i had a friend that was <laughs> no. like listen i just need some money so i'm gonna shoot like two scenes yeah. and, th- and then i'll get out i'm like 
No. Donate blood instead. Yeah. Do- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Donate your eggs. Do do, do yeah. something. Start a GoFundMe well, because that- once you're in, you're a porn star. I completely agree. Yeah. It's it's a little like it's a bold choice, and I Absolutely. find that fascinating. I find things fascinating that I would just never do. Not that I. No one's asking me to be in porn and I'd be bad at it <laughs> today. I actually the thing that I will say about the podcast, which is fascinating. We we didn't just interview female porn stars. We interviewed um, male porn stars, gay porn stars, trans porn stars, and the people that are the craziest are the male porn stars. Because oh, just by think far. about getting hard in front of people yeah. and having to like come on command. That is a I couldn't do that. That I have a lot of performance anxiety and uh, in the bedroom. And to be able to do that means you can go somewhere in your brain, which I can't. Yeah, there, it's, yeah. it's stressful enough when like you're with someone who you care about yeah. and they go, are you going to finish? Yeah, and that could fuck you up. I mean, uh, it's terrifying. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of things that people can do on cue. Like I was mesmerized by when my friend Alan Christie in high school could fart on command. Yeah. And he would actually he would suck air into his anus so then you would hear that sound and then he would let it out and there was no it wasn't a, it wasn't a fart it was just a he could probably also be a very niche porn star yes yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying say, if he did that on film he could make a lot there of money there's a lot of yeah. skills <laughs> but also do you think porn is is backup for for a lot of people or do you think it's like first choice like in college, like in, in high school, they're like, you know, filling out the... I don't know the what answer I to that, do. but I think it's becoming more Who of I a first do. choice. And the reason why I think it's more of a first choice now is because the internet, mm-hmm. kids are watching porn from younger and younger ages and porn is now a little glamorous or you it, you can have a career, people are talking about it and you can watch porn from such a young age. So young girls are watching it and being like, I want to do that. Yeah. Here's the other thing is that a lot of the porn stars that we met were nerds when they were in high school. And so yeah. they became porn stars because they wanted to have like their sexuality be a part of them and they never felt that they could as nerds and they blossom into these like sex bombs mm-hmm. is that the word sex bombs there, there has to be a you porn. can tell you've had a lot of sex in your life when you're like me. they're like sex I bomb come on command women and i call women bombs <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be porn sites that are dedicated to just like the like they were nerds and now they're Oh, that's you know, so fuck much bandits of it. or what? You know, fuck bandits. I don't know. Just whatever <laughs> the site's are called. Bombs better. Yeah. I think they're equal. Well, <laughs> bandits. I mean, look. Well, bandits. What refers to like people who rob banks and stuff? I think that's so. like yeah. Th- Thelma Louise, Bonnie and Clyde. Yes, yes. Smokey we- and the Smokey and the fuck bandits. Smokey yeah. and the bomb. And the bomb. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what you also hear. I mean, uh, you know, people joke about like I, I even knew girls in college that you know in that year where people were like I'm gonna travel and see the world. They were mm-hmm. like. I might dance and strip and who knows what and else escort. and an escort. Yeah. And you know, I wouldn't judge cause I'm like, fuck man, we're all in this. Like I need money now situation, mm-hmm. um, to survive. But I, uh, I'm curious like how many people have done that and then stuck with it or done it out of the, a the a plan a didn't work. You know, I think a lot of people, well, I'll say this about escorting. I do think a lot more people have done it than we think about, than we realize, because I think a lot of people's feeling is like, I think a lot of men, especially, okay, so if it's young women, right, and they mm-hmm. have young, and they're heterosexual, and they have young men to choose from, a lot of young men don't know what they're doing in bed. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of women are like, why not get paid for it? Why yeah. the fuck not get paid for it? I'm not going to enjoy it anyway at this wow. point in my life. I, I have heard women say that, like, why not get paid for it? And yeah. I, there's something to it. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, no one is... Is that why people off- become Subway sandwich artists? They're like, I suck at making sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. I might as well get paid for it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that 
there's some it's interesting if we could if people were offering us money for sex if there was a high demand for wow. that i'd wow. maybe do it just to yeah. see what it's like yeah it's yeah. how much you get it's flattering yeah test your body for the mar on the open yeah. market yeah you know? no one's ever offered no. me that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe after the were, show maybe after the show who knows i mean tv uh, fame does a lot if someone were offering me money i'd be like you you I you need so much more help than I can give you by making you come. Like you're you're looking in the wrong place. Go to therapy. Yeah, I'm not yeah. your guy. This is yeah. not your solution. Yeah. I'll, I have hair on my back. Like it's, you're not gonna like it. But some people might. Some people might. Every I feel like every insecurity is a fetish. And that's a one act play I'm putting on that's really this good. weekend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that actually, by the way, you know, sometimes you just say really poignant shit. Yeah. And you're like, the amount of weed I smoked three nights ago, I'm surprised <laughs> that sentence came out the way it did. Yeah. But it did. And I feel like there's some truth to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with you. You yeah. know? So uh, who now that you've interviewed all these porn stars, has, has it sort of jaded it? for you like when you yeah. watch it if you know the person or you talk to them or you or like they told you why they're in porn and maybe the story wasn't so glamorous and now you're seeing them and you can't really see them as a sexual being for sure yeah, yeah. It, which is probably good I mean like you know what right. I mean like it's probably good for it to not be so glamorous because sure. it's not glamorous it's silly it's two people rubbing their organs against each other <laughs> it's stupid and for some reason it's still exciting to us but I think it's like in the way that um at this point in my life, I just want to get work going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just want to, like, focus on work. Like, if I could cut off my balls without that being a huge problem, I would. <laughs> be because then I could just, like, sell more things and, like, live a good life where I'm happy. I don't want to be concerned with that part yeah, of your life. I just don't want to. Like, I, sex is great. I just wish it didn't control everything. It's so annoying. It's like I can't have enough of it to yeah. where I'm satiated. Um, so it, having that demystified a little bit was good for me because I'm like, I'll just have to think about it be more creative yeah. with what i'm attracted so to. so you watch the characters on gate on game of thrones that don't have balls like oh man that's yeah, the life they're lucky motherfuckers yeah <laughs> yeah that's hey, the height of privilege hey uh, <laughs> yeah I, I i could totally i could totally see that where it's like well i spend how many hours of my day consumed with like where am i getting it next yeah how, where, uh, how often? I could be buying businesses. You know what yeah. I mean? If I didn't think about <laughs> sex all the time, I could like I could probably appreciate fine art more. You know what I mean? Like I could, you could probably do yeah. a lot for people. You could go. I'm like you could coming go into socks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'd rather like you know I'd rather meet the most interesting people in the world, but I can't because I'm coming all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but I did hear Stern say one time. I think Stern's in his early 60s or late yeah. late 50s, and he was saying how great it was that he doesn't. He still, you know, uh, masturbates and whatnot, but he just doesn't want it as much. And he's like, and he just, I have more time for other shit. And he's like, and it's great not wanting it. I'm like, it, I guess when you can't control, right, the um, it be it, it the lack of urge. Because if you don't want it, then you don't want it. Yeah, and, and yeah. you probably want something else. You could travel. You could like maybe learn how to make a nice espresso but for then your it's wife. <laughs> like but then it's sort of read a book, some yeah. sort of valuable skill. Honest. Maybe that's how you come now yeah. with good deeds. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I that would, would be a great SNL sketch Thank you. of just so someone that comes with good deeds because they they're abstinent yeah. yeah so they so they so they don't have sex but when they help that dwarf get the lucky charms from the top shelf they're yeah. like uh. yeah. <laughs> like wait what well, that, maybe it's a great movie the, too a guy can't come anymore and the only way and he's a shitty person mm -hmm. so god takes his ability to come away and the only way he can come is by doing good for people. Yeah. There it is. And Boom. interesting God. So <laughs> as well, long our God. As long as Morgan Freeman plays the God and just yeah. goes, listen, 
you are a shitty person. But then it turns out in the end, it turns out in the end that that's just what turned God on. So God's just been jerking off the entire time. I, I'll fucking fund that movie. Yeah, that's God, so God's funny. just sitting up there like, what a twist. Oh yeah, and the help guy that, gets up there. Help that old woman goes, across you, the street. Yeah, you you learn help that old woman. <laughs> you, you learned a valuable lesson, and also. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I w- I would love to end a movie that cost a hundred million dollars yeah. on God coming. That's like, can you think of a better way to spend money? I cannot. I just tried to. I cannot. Yeah. I I thought that's what it was when uh, a few weeks ago when Elon Musk la- launched that SpaceX thing yeah. in the and you literally saw the entire sky light up with this like this off white color. I'm like, did God just like ejaculate? Hundred percent. I mean, that's a, that's a guy who can only get off like he probably cut his balls off a while ago yeah and because the, he's like launching rockets and trolling instagram and the whole he's making a whole city think it's ending like that's what he gets off on now. yeah that, that that that's who that guy is it's funny that like someone uh he recently revealed that uh we're talking about elon musk that he attended a sex party in so oh yeah in silicon valley people are like is he fit to be ceo now it's like they're all doing that. Yeah, what are we talking... What's the point of being a CEO? Yeah. If you're not going to go to a sex party. Yeah, it's like... Uh, <laughs> what are we talking it's about? It's like, uh, it, it appears uh, this heavy metal singer uh, did some cocaine. Yeah. Yeah! yeah! I'm always amazed. I think That's why you do it! I think we're in comedy, so we're kind of a little... We, it's easy to forget what mm-hmm. most people find to be risque because yeah. it's like we don't i've We're heard everything i don't yeah. don't i don't care what anyone does it's all just like oh they're doing that crazy thing well i'll talk about it now like right. i don't care about anything but most people still like care about stuff yeah and, and so and it's and we'll transition this into uh your new show corporate which is on comedy central yeah uh, yeah buddy. big deal to get a show to make the show and get the show on yeah. thank you very much yeah and uh so like when you're it's been described and we watched it and uh i would say it's a dark comedy but when you're writing it do you not see it as a dark comedy you know this i wonder what you guys think about this because um you know we've all done stand up together it's like the jokes a good joke is often pretty dark i mean or like what is dark because i'm just making a joke yeah that's what i think is funny i think it's the people's interpretation right and where their threshold for and what they're accustomed to, the environment, what they're also usually, if someone who's like, man, Raffi is so funny, then yeah, you're going to be like, right. wow, uh, yeah. but fucking Tim Allen is super dark. But, you know? but that, but someone who thinks Raffi is funny is fucked up. Like, that's like <laughs> yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> like, that's so much darker because like, who touched you at five? Right. And then Raffi. You, you, <laughs> yeah. And then that's where your, that's where your sense of humor is locked in. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I like with darkness, it's like, I'm pretty aware I'm going to die that's fucked up yeah. I'm thinking about it a lot like there, there's crazy shit there's drones all over the right. world like there's have, so much we have, suicide we have devices that can be turned on and off yeah. and like monitor us from yeah. whatever My version got divorced like I'm yeah. not being dark I'm just like accurately reflecting what's going on that's in my life. opinion and so it is dark I mean I'm not naive I understand that we're going for a certain tone but I, mm-hmm. I just more think that like I just think that Darkness is based on most people's inability to look at life in a normal way. Interesting. That's sort of how I'm yeah. coming from it. I just also like suicide jokes. I think they're funny <laughs> and they help me cope with life. Well, if you like suicide jokes, you're going to love the pilot. I think you will. Of yeah. corporate. <laughs> yeah. Because there's there's plenty. Yeah. But I mean, you guys have dark jokes too. It's yeah. like, to me, once also when you do comedy, words don't mean as much to us as they do the audience. Yeah. They're just things we're manipulating people with. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
And it's important they carry weight, but also like I'm just laughing at how clever someone is. Yeah, pretty much. That, how that and like, like 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 jokes that we have that other that other people would consider it to be dark. It's like yeah, but that's just the story. That's yeah, what happened. Right. So I can't. And and that and it's funny because it's out of the ordinary. I also wasn't raised religiously. I mean, it was sort of raised Jewish, but like I didn't give a shit. So mm-hmm. I don't have anything holding me back. Like, and my dad's kind of a crude guy. So <laughs> I don't. Really? I, yeah, I just don't. Like, I don't care. I'm like, what are we talking about? Why are we pretending that we're not all fucking insane and like coming all the time? That was my. Well, we are. That <laughs> yeah. was my uh, question, and we love uh, hearing this backstory from from any uh, guest and great comic. Is like, what was your Vermont? You grew up in. I grew up in New York. New York. Uh, where, where does Vermont tie into your life? It does not. Great. Brad, that you fucking... <laughs> why did why I would say... You set oh, me oh, no, up? wait. Wait, wait, wait. That's another Jake Weissman. I believe, oh. that's, I believe that's a musician or a filmmaker. Okay. There's another All Jake of our Weissman. <laughs> and no, I love this. Wait. I, no, okay, I, no, so this I is... I love this. So, wait. Actually, no, because we, answer people are already way? confusing your podcast for another <laughs> podcast. Wait, are you Jake Weissman, the porn star? There yeah. was a Jake Weissman who did film reviews for his hometown paper in Vermont. And, and for a while, yes, he was that's beating That's what I have me. here. He was <laughs> beating me. I'm going to pretend I'm this guy. So, he, he, was, he was beating me for a long oh, time. Shit. And then recently, I was thinking there's a few other Jake Weissmans who are really... Yeah. Fuck my name. Fuck that guy. He's yeah. killing us right now. So I'm winning the Jake Weissman War. Yeah. Uh, that guy, I believe, made some films, but I'm definitely in the lead. From the producers of Charlie Wilson's War comes Jake Weissman's War. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 way less violent, more dramatic, and even slightly Jewier. He's taking the name back. Come. Yeah. Taking the name back, other Jake Weissmans. Yeah. I there was also a Jake Weissman um, who there was another dude, a Jake Weissman who was an, lived in Ohio, who was an Abercrombie model, Perfect. who did this. Um, he was on a website called Teen Transformation of the Week, where he, he was really fat and then he got really fit. Yeah. And okay. um, I found him on Twitter. I followed him and I would retweet everything he said because it was just like, I just want to get uber ripped or I love smoking weed and pumping iron. I love but my But not abs. in that order. And you're like, let's see what other Jake Weissman's are doing. I retweeted him every single time, and eventually he DM me. Goes, how come you RT everything I say? And I go, well, I just really like what you have to say, and I think yeah. you're a good representative for Jake Weissman's. And he blocked me. <laughs> he, all right, well, uh, uh, kudos for him picking up yeah, on the sarcasm. Up on it, yeah. yeah, he's way hotter than me, though. <laughs> but I think I'm still winning. I mean, I mean, but this is something that now, because we all have this information, like there's another Brad Williams who has this memory thing where he can remember every single moment of his life oh my god and yeah. like so i've been asked that on radio shows for people like so what'd you have for breakfast exactly <laughs> yeah. 14 days ago i'm like i have no fucking clue like more than That's likely lucky like, charms i believe that guy but he yeah. could be lying you know what I mean? Right. He's probably the best liar of all time. He, very, he could very well be yeah. where it, it's but that's, like, yeah, it's weird. What and happened January 3rd, Brad Williams is also like a pretty normal name. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I'm an American. Hi. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. That's Dave like, Smith, whatever yeah. the hell. Yeah, that's really annoying. Yeah. Is there any first name Williams? Like, was there like a Williams Brad or like, <laughs> yeah, Williams, or Williams is a first is name because Bill, yeah. uh, that's William. It would be yeah. Bill's. That would yeah. be the name. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, really uh, William Bills. Bill. Bill Anderson. Actually, it's Bills. Yeah, uh, it's uh, short. It's short for Williams. Yeah, that's my that that's my first name. Yeah. How often are you cognizant of things in your like? To me, please tell me you at least worked at a chandelier store. I did. Okay, okay. I, I, I I got <laughs> that right. Put a pin in that. Okay. Um, how much now? I want to hear the process of putting the show together. Sure. Um, 
but how much now in like everyday life and, and conversations and even talking about this guy, the other Jake Weissman and, and being on a site where they turn, uh, where, where guys are chubby that now get uh, ripped and having that interaction, like to me, like my brain immediately goes like, oh man, if I had a show, I would somehow work that in. Like that's a hilarious storyline. Oh, that's a good point. Or even like, whether you guys find them online and because you know the brilliance of uh your show is like how many i feel like open form being in having the backdrop of the office right but then so much stuff right anything right i mean like is it pretty openly creative yeah for what happens it's interesting it's like you it's hard to know sometimes when you're making a tv show and i only have this experience like how much to do specific to your life and if that is relatable like mm -hmm. you know sometimes like if it's something that you do like I, this is the same thing on stage if you're like doing relatable comedy like something that you do every day you have to then realize this might be something other people do even though i'm a weird fuck you know what i mean yeah, yeah. And so like if i want to investigate another jake weissman though on the show my name is jake levinson yes. so i would i would i I'm like, is that interesting? It's hard to know if that's interesting to other people. Immediately, I thought, like, man, that would be hilarious that to is see a, your character. Honestly, that's a find good that. pitch. That's a really yeah. good pitch, and we had not thought of that yet. Great. Yeah. yeah. That's well, a really well good I'm available pitch. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'll pay you for Thursdays. that. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was such a dick <laughs> yeah. and, like, sent you a Venmo request? <laughs> there are there are pettier comedians I know that would there do are. that. Absolutely. Yeah. But, hey, that, that I mean, I, I feel now in this age of social media where you can literally see what's going on in so many people's lives. Yeah, I, I think that's something that other people have done is, yeah. you know, people have Googled themselves and then you find out there's some other person that has your name that's way more successful. I don't know if you guys ever done. I, I do have a fantasy of meeting other Jake Weissmans <laughs> and like sitting down and being like, how's your life been with this name? But I think in well, the end. Well, that's such a great episode to me. It is yeah. a good episode. And maybe it is like you all get together and they, when the Abercrombie guy helps train group. you to become like yeah. maybe he's Potter. the only one that's like that, like that. And so all you collectively are just like. Can we get this Weissman to make us or, or Levinson to get us all hot or something? You know? Yeah, no, that's a good idea. I just I talked mean, myself out of the writer's room, but <laughs> no. But but what I'm what I was actually thinking, in reality, I think if I met the guy, I'd be like, I don't really want to know you. Like I don't, I don't like you at of course. all. Like you're boring as fuck, which I think could actually be funny as well. If but it's like I, built up and it's like, yeah, I'm just a guy. Yes, like we have the same name. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you didn't grow up in Vermont? If I, Scratch it'd be these funny Vermont to, questions. It'd actually be funny. I mean, I'm attracted to women, but it'd be funny to to meet a Jake Weissman and fall deeply in love with him. Okay. To marry That's someone with your funny. same exact yep. name. That's super funny. Well, I, no I, I had this weekend, uh, I was doing shows in uh, Naples, Florida, and a guy literally came up to me and said, hey, Brad, great show. I'm Dylan. This is my wife, Dylan. And I, yeah. went, and I went, the fuck? There's a Fuck. few. There's a few names like that that are androgynous, like Sandy. Yeah. There's Samford and Sandy. There's also Lynn used to be a boy's name mm -hmm. um, because it was like Lynn Nolan Ryan. My uh, middle name Morgan. Yeah. That's, Morgan. Yeah. Brett. Brett is a. Yeah. Is a it so that can happen. You yeah. can literally marry someone that has your. Then to me, like I would never get over that. You couldn't. Yeah. I can't. And does that mean there's something wrong with me? It would be fun to call out your own name during sex, though. <laughs> <laughs> would, oh, uh, Dylan. <laughs> yeah. You're really. You, you can really keep do it. Narcissism and get away with it. Yeah. It's like. It's like. So now you're one of those weird people that talks about themselves in third person, but it doesn't seem as creepy. My friend, um, I, I 
uh, introduced two people who later got married, and the the guy's name is Chris, but his last name is Sawchuck, and he goes by Sauce. So when I met, so when he met, I love those guys. Yeah, I just <laughs> met a guy who was like, great. my name's Chad. My friends call me Cheese. I yeah, go, dude, I love it. Yeah. Stop talking to me. Yeah. Well, but I, well, we'll then, but also just send me an email with your address so I can show up. We can hang that way because this is too much to take yeah. in. Yeah, Sauce. It, it is too much, and she ended up. So my friend Kristen ended up marrying him and took his last name mm-hmm. and she still calls him sauce but i'm like you're sauce you're both sauce now so you don't get to call him sauce no. which i just think is odd yeah i call my wife dwarf yeah <laughs> yeah that, well that's how you come so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly wait so okay so new york city then so I was born in the city. Um, I then moved to Brooklyn for a little bit, and then before there w- it was cool, bef- way before it was cool. Um, and then um, there was like a some sort of violence outside, like on our street. So my parent, my mother, convinced my dad to move to the suburbs. So I grew up in the mostly Jewish suburbs of New York. Um, and then I moved. I went to school in Nashville, Tennessee. Whoa. And because uh, I was just tired of being around other Jews, it's like it's like it's like I like Jews obviously a lot. So you went to the place where they're also tired of being around other Jews. <laughs> I wanted to be a victim real badly, right? Um, but it was uh, actually why'd up, you kill them? Yeah, and it was it was interesting because there was some anti-Semitism there, but I mostly just stayed friends with the Jew, the only Jews that were there. I was sure. mostly friends with. Um, but yeah, I went to school there because I was just tired of like living in the Northeast and just around the same people who thought. The, even though I agreed with them, I was like kind of tired of it. Yeah. And then um, after school, I wanted. I just I took a film class one of the last years that I was there, and uh, I decided, well, I like this is really fun. I don't want to do anything serious in my life, so I just drove out to L.A. because uh, I had a cousin who was a producer who I knew could get me a PA job. Wow. So that that was your in. Yeah, that was me. So I, but but I mean, it's a shitty in. I, have you yeah. guys ever PA'd? Uh, I've I have not. Yes, uh, I, I PA'd for uh, a um, a PBS series, a jazz standards thing at the Jim Henson Company for a couple months, and then what else did I PA on? Oh, Hollywood Squares. Oh wow! When Henry Winkler was uh, running it with this other guy, when it was still like, I mean, I met the guy who did Kermit the Frog, who so, did it. Steve Whitmer. I mean, it was still. It was when it was the last time it was on. When it was like, yeah. mm-hmm. Martin Mull was there. I met John Ritter. Uh, who was oh, cool. who was Center Square? Was that the Whoopi years? Great question. <laughs> I think it was Martin Mull. Martin Mull was. Center and I remember Square. I pitched. I remember uh, Henry Winkler so great because his son Max was my fraternity. He's a good buddy of mine, and and Henry became, you know, I met him. I've told the story before. He, he came into my frat and was like. Hello, I am uh, Henry Wink, Max's father. Uh, I have some clothes for him, his laundry. Would you mind holding it on, holding on to it for me? And I go, yeah, of course. And by the way, this is an honor to meet you. He goes, thank you so much. Um, Just here, here's the bag of clothes. Real quick, you're not going to shit on his clothes, are you? I go, excuse me? He goes, I just, it's a fraternity. I know you guys are crazy. Just make sure nobody shits on these clothes. I go, I just start laughing. I go, Henry, I guarantee you have my, my word. No shit will touch these clothes unless it's Max's, but that I can't control. And, and he's like, like, great, thank you so it's much. It's like, can I piss on them? <laughs> yeah. You're only yeah. outlawing shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Just, one bo- just that one bodily fluid. Wow. But I PA'd in number one day, and it was so or long hours, and he let me sit in one of the writer's rooms. They're pitching things for shows, That's and cool. one, they were going to do famous uh, TV dads. And they were going around pitching, and I was sitting in the corner, and I remember <laughs> Family Matters was one of my favorite shows, and I go... Reginald Vell Johnson is in the corner, and Henry goes, "Great, love it." Carl Winslow, yes. Adam, thank you. And then afterwards, he goes, "Great call on the suggestion." Oh my Carl God. Winslow, yes. He goes, "Come to the meeting tomorrow." Didn't get asked back. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but for that one <laughs> moment, cool I was moment. like, "Who's and that PA that talked?" Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah, let him yeah, 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 cut yeah. that. Remember, always <laughs> said you can talk if you have a good idea. You know. don't talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah cool. But, but like, PAing is a—it's a. It's a 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's long hours. You don't do a lot. Yeah, thankless. In some ways, you think it's an in because you're mm-hmm. technically On working set. in the industry, but it's you kind of shouldn't do it because it's like I mean, some people have gotten work out of it. Brent PA'd for Conan, and that seemed like a pretty cool gig. That yeah, but but he. It sort of helped, but then it didn't. It, it's weird because it could help you if yeah. you really have your shit together. But it's sort of like letting. It's more what it taught me is this industry is hard, and you have to hustle, and you really have to be on top of your shit, and that you don't want. Basically, what peeing taught me was you don't want to be a PA. Well, so, Brad PA yeah. for this podcast. That's how he got to be a co-host. Yeah, really, exactly. Really good. Uh, job, yeah. I, yeah, I was uh, getting Adam's coffee, <laughs> and now I, and, and now I'm behind the mic. And so. then you still get his coffee. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, but then I get to talk. Yeah, yeah. no, that's really I great. Get, I, I get to talk about his coffee. Yes. What, what did you, um, when you're doing it, did you have, I mean, was it just so frustrating? Were you like, I want to be doing more than this? Like, Yeah, I mean, I, I had I worked on Clerks too, which sucked because, um, you know, they're like Jersey people, uh, mm-hmm. which are a very specific virus. Uh, and uh, <laughs> they, I, they're like... New they, York they, hates they, Jersey, I don't do. they? And they were, I mean, I hate it, but if someone confronted me, I'd be like, please don't hurt me. Yeah. You yeah. guys are great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I had to like clean up Jason Muse's hotel room mm-hmm. and do all this crazy mm-hmm. shit. And I was like, this fucking sucks. So I ended up becoming an assistant to a director and then I got into post-production simply because I didn't know what else to do but it was easier it's like post-production is its own world yeah um and I started to fail upwards a little bit um and then I hit 26 years old and I was like why did I move out here this can't be why I moved out here so that's when I was friends with Guy Branham oh nice and so um, I started going to uh, open mics just to watch. And then I just on a whim decided to do comedy. So that's how I got into comedy was I wow. just hated my job in post-production. So so there, there wasn't you didn't move out here with like the no, which is a, a weird thing. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. I just wasn't really a comedy nerd growing up. Not that you have to be, but I didn't no. think I was that funny. I just thought. I was kind of weird. Like, I wanted to make movies. Yeah. And I always liked comedy and would, like, joke around with friends, but I just never... It's that thing where... I don't know how you guys feel about this. I don't necessarily know how you guys got into it, but, like, unless you know (laughs) you can do it, you mm-hmm. don't think it's something people can do. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. I have that, that childhood like sort of myth of like watching someone on TV being like, you don't know that they did thousands of open mics. No. You don't know they did five shows a night for t- 10 years. No. You're just like, they're funny. Yeah. And so that was my issue was like, right. I didn't think of it as an option. And then when I started to see Guy Branham doing, I was like, oh, he's still, he's hilarious, but he still does these terrible shows all the time and open mics. That's how you do it. Yeah. And so I just on a whim tried it. Yeah. And loved it immediately. Immediately. And it, it was it was weird. It was almost like I've tried to describe it as like it's almost like an orientation about myself I didn't know. It's like, oh, I'm a comic. Like I didn't know that wow. I wanted to do that because it's such a it's kind of a shitty thing to say. It's like I think I'm funnier than other people. Oh, it's a yeah. huge ego well, you're not thing. Saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, also I think people recognize the work and the difficulty of it to where you're not but I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Subconsciously, you are saying yeah, that, right? You, you you have to have an ego about you to be able to be like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk up. I should be able to walk up in front of a couple hundred people, <laughs> and they should all shut the fuck up while I talk. It's I like, mean, yeah, that's very. And obviously, we have driven. a lot of insecurity, but sure. also we have that thing. It's like, no, but I'm kind of hilarious. So like, <laughs> it's it's a weird mixture, and I I think it's. I just didn't know that about myself. And then when I started to do it, I was like, oh, this is like the, I mean, it's hard as fuck and can be mm-hmm. a nightmare, but it's the best thing. There's yeah. no better thing. Yeah. Do you remember your first, what you talked about your first time, where it was? I told sort of, I was at this uh, 
uh, open mic in Culver City called it was called the Spot Cafe. It later changed to like Synergy Cafe. It was one of those like they yeah. always had an open mic, but it changed hands like six times. Sure. One of those. And I think I told the first ones I told were like little like Wendy Liebman esque misdirects, nice. which I don't hmm. do at all. But just like I was shaving my back, <laughs> like just stuff that doesn't yeah. make any sense, but just <laughs> like trying to shock people about the word I use, sure. you know, that kind of thing. Um, it wasn't very good. I had no point of view at all. I was really angry <laughs> that I was like working <laughs> at a job I hated. Um, I, I didn't really I honestly wasn't even thinking in terms of joke structure. I yeah. just was saying things I thought were funny and it, it wasn't. It's kind of the but I mean, I don't know when you're starting out. I, I, I'm, I'm always like curious, like what is the best way to just go up there and do what you're doing and just start talking because and figure out yes. and learn from that or to really sit down and write jokes and go up there and you're almost kind of getting in your own way of, of deciding how you're going to do something before you even know what that is you're going to do. I think you just yeah. dive in head first yeah. and figure it out because smart people who are attentive and love it absorb it and eventually figure it out and the only way to do it is to fail thousands of times. Yeah. yeah. I mean Which, just however you do it. So what so what about it as as you self-described as you were failing what about it made you keep wanting to go go back well the one thing that i really liked about it was it forced me to write constantly which mm. i originally came here because i wanted to make movies and it's like i wasn't really finishing scripts but with comedy you have to write pages and pages and pages to get one joke sometimes yeah. you know i mean you get it gets better as you go on but sure. you have to write you have to spend your whole life writing just to get anything going. And I liked how much it focused me. And mm -hmm. even though, you know, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I've never been as inspired by the genius people. Like Richard Pryor doesn't inspire me because he, he's Richard Pryor. Yeah. But people who aren't funny, who kill it, they inspire me. Because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I could do that. And they're making a living. Oh, right. they're not that funny, but people love that person. Well, then I could definitely at least do that because there's no way that person's smarter than me. Mm -hmm. And so I just started to see at open mics people who were like doing well, who'd been on TV and like, oh, I was like, wait, are you, that's it? I thought oh. you had to be like Jimi Hendrix, you know, right, to like at the open even, mic. Yeah. yeah to even so, get up at the open. Yeah. You thought maybe there was a, a pre-audition no. before the, to even yeah. get up on that stage. Or even people who headline the improv sometimes. I'm not trying to talk shit. Really, I'm not. I'm impressed by the fortitude of people who aren't that good who figured it out anyway. I actually genuinely find it impressive. But I started to see people. I went to so many open mics, like, you know, three a night, every yeah. night. And I was like, oh, I that's it? This. Oh, yeah, I, 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 could, I could at least do that. And you need that. Yeah. And that and also is another thing you don't get if you're not around and go and putting in the work to be at these shows. Mm -hmm. Because and guess what, man, like having a little bit of ego at the get go and even now, like you, every, you have to have some. But like, you know, you, you can filter out how much you, you, you know, if you become a true asshole or getting in your own way with things. But uh, recognizing that, like, you can do it and, and seeing people that that you go, oh, yeah, that's. That's like I talk about something that might be similar, but I think what I'm doing is funnier. Like you have to also recognize that. And that's from being seeing so much. Do, do you think now do you try to watch a lot or you watch less because you don't want to be influenced? I know some comics don't like to. I think I watch less. I mean, I also it's it's not just about being influenced for me. It's um, I don't want I want to still love it. Yeah. And it's hard for me to watch a lot of stand up and not see all the mechanics, even the brilliant people. It's like, but I still see where it's going. Like most sure. of the time it's like, I, even if the bit is great, I'm like, but I see what you did. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. and that's just, that's good that you have that ability, but I still want to, it's like watching too much porn. You know what I mean? Like I still want to enjoy <laughs> sex. Like I know a you're both bit. coming here <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know you're going to make that face because <laughs> yeah. that's your face. It's my face. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, 
I want to still love it because it can, even though when it's the best, I think I can get a little bogged down. There's only so much to talk about. Yeah. And so I think for me, it's like, I, it's stand up to me. There is a sacred element to it. It's like, it really is a beautiful, incredible thing. I think it changed my whole life. It saved my life in a lot of ways. Yeah, I so, totally agree. Yeah. So I just, I don't want to overdo it because too much stand up. It's great, but it's like, there's nothing to look forward to. Oh, I, I think we can all attest to getting stand up out is how I refer to it, where I'm just like, if I don't, you know, a, you got to, you know, the old cliche of having a life worth writing about, but like straight up, you know, when you feel yourself being like, Oh, I got to go to the club. That should never. Yeah. I mean, it can happen and that's fine because it is sometimes the, the, the strain of life and being tired. Yeah, it is a job. And, but then I'd say 10 out of 10 times if I'm not feeling it and I go, Either being around people that I hadn't seen or getting on stage or ended up doing something I hadn't planned. Something in that evening and that experience makes me go, oh, thank God I right. have this. You know, it's funny. I, I Because I've been making this show, I haven't done as much stand-up as I normally have done. And one of the cool things about that is when I go, I haven't seen people go up in six months. Mm-hmm. So th- that much, you know what I mean, for the most part. So that's I, cool. People that I haven't seen that I love, I haven't seen any of their material. So when I watch, I'm like, this is all new and it's great, that's, and that's I so love cool. it. It's yeah. like, oh wow, I'm watching stand up again yeah. for right. the first time, and I genuinely a fan as opposed to hearing the same jokes over and over, yeah. over, and then just you you yeah. hear the one line differences, yeah. so yeah. then you don't he- you, you now you it's see the lever being pulled. Is now yeah. I'm like this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of fun. Are you having fun kind of getting back into it again? To do, yeah, to but do there's an anxiety. I mean, like, I know it'll be fine. It, it's not riding a bike, but it sort of is, you know, mm-hmm. where you just kind of have to do it. Um, it's just that anxiety of like, I, both you do it constantly and are yeah. obsessive and touring. So you, but if you had to stop for a few months, like the first time back, it's exciting, but also like, have I forgotten how to do this completely? Oh, oh dude. Shit. And I, I feel bad. I have that when I take a week off and then that first Thursday show. Uh, of of the weekend, I'm sitting here like, what do I say next? I, have I? I go. <laughs> yeah, what happens weird. to me is I go. I go on stage. Let's say it's a 15 minute spot at the store or something, and I go. If I haven't done it in a while, I'll go on and go, I don't think I have more than two minutes. I'm almost sure all my material ever is two minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually you just walk up to the you're like, oh, I didn't even get to like yeah. any of my jokes. Yeah, but yeah. but there's always that fear, like I can't fill the time. That is terrifying. Good. I think thing it's healthy. Me. Yeah. If you're yeah. completely comfortable and, and you get complacent. And, yeah. And then also probably working on the show, what, what is that dynamic like of the hours the workload, the anxiety that that maybe stand up uh, doesn't provide. Yeah. It, well, what's interesting about it, and this is a privilege and also tough, is if you have something like a show, which is obviously very hard to get, and mm-hmm. if you get that chance and you really want it to be good, you really do have to focus on it. So, it what what was helpful is to be like, I can't do really stand up. I have to not think about stand up too much or writing too much stand up right now. All of my funny has to go into this show because Correct. if this show is a hit. I can do whatever stand up I fucking want. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, and that's like very important to me. You made that adjustment early on. I just knew I had talked to some people who were, who had gotten some shows. They're like, don't make that mistake of diluting what you're doing because stand up will be there. That's you know how I mean? Adam uh, did it with Workaholics. You know, like he just was, ri- and I would be like, you gotta do some sets, and every now and then he's like, dude. I'm putting literally every ounce of what I'm doing into this. And it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it worked. And it's it's tough because stand-up is like the most purely awesome thing. We yep. all know that. Yep. There's nothing like that, but... No, it, that's the right move. But I, in some... Even some jokes that I didn't stand-up, I put into the show because it's like, but they'll live forever. That's and they'll, awesome. me, they'll Millions of people yeah. might see it awesome. if, if it's hit. So you have to sort of just like be like, this is what I'm doing. I go home at night and I rest so I can write in the morning. And every, and it, I see all the stand-up shows and I want to do it. But then you're like, no, it's play the long game. This right. is like, you're going to be move, around dude. for a long time. Because, but it's hard, but 
it clearly is beneficial. Yeah, and that's you don't want to be stressing out about your 15 minutes set at the comedy store while you have something that is the the opportunity that you've worked so hard to get is and is for is, sure is, is the show. And you you're doing more than acting on this show. This is yeah. You are it takes everything writing the show. Yeah, producing it, producing casting the show, it, all that shit. Casting it, yeah. And also, the thing is, too, is stand-up is like such a... It's beautiful, but you're tortured by it. So, I, I at least for me, it's, so it's like, if I work all day, then I'm a little tired. I go up at like 12.30 or 1 in the morning at the store. Don't have that good a set, because I'm not going to ever murder at 1 in the morning. Then I'll think about it. I won't sleep. I'll come into work the yeah. next day with three hours sleep and be like, I suck. I'm not funny. Yeah. Everything I say is dumb. It's it's a... Right. I'm a big advocate of, of those sets can carry over to the next day, yeah. and you but don't like, yeah. Like if I when I was um, uh, uh, having a, you know doing policies or something, a lot of auditions, and I'm like, oh, I got my twelve thirty spot. Like I maybe I don't do that because it could go either way, and I need to be feeling good about tomorrow morning. It's weird. I mean, you guys are working professionals. You have to think of it as a career. Yeah. You know, we need health insurance. We need money. You have yep. to like like okay, what stand up is the most fun thing. It's like you're a little kid, like having mm. fun, and people are listening to you. It's like the most intense fun experience of your life. But you then go, but is that what do I need to do? I need money, and I need to like do things that people will. Act. It's it's confusing. Is it weird to be here now? The show. Um, Wednesdays on Comedy Central? Wednesdays at 10. At 10. Uh, how much do you feel n uh, in the moment now? Do you do you have just flashbacks to pitching the show, putting it together, being like, oh, I hope it gets picked up. Oh, man, it did get picked up. Now we got to make it. Like, those are all different stages of, yay, dude, fuck, right? Dude, not only that, but, like, all the way back to, like, some open mics. Or, like, when you're – I would go to Sunset, the Sunset Grill open mic all the time. Like, and just it's such a – it was such a bad open mic. And just how many hours I was sitting there, like, waiting for an hour to speak to no one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, I really hope this pays off. Like, I might have really <laughs> fucked up. So it, there is, like, a beautiful part about that. We're like, oh, it – I. I did. Oh my God. Yeah. I kind of got, at least for now, like I figured out a way to make money out of oh, this. Yeah. Thank God. But mm -hmm. yeah, it, it feels like even going through it and you understand it step by step by step. And also I do believe talented people get where they're going eventually. Not everyone the same way and circuitous, sure. but or I do think like if you're funny and you keep yeah. working, something will happen most Absolutely. of the time. But um, I didn't know that at the time, you know, so it yeah. does feel like a miracle a little bit. It feels like I came to... Because I came to California in the 1800s and found gold. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's sort of how it feels. Uh, and and it was um, not you who just created it, right? It was me, Matt Ingebretson, who's a stand-up, yeah, and hilarious. Pat Bishop, who used to do stand-up, but mostly um, is a he directed everything. Okay. Uh, he's a really talented director and editor and a great writer. How and crucial, I'm only assuming, like similar to other shows that have had built-in the camaraderie best. I mean just makes everything workaholics did that yeah. and I think that's a huge part of why it works is if you can get three or three or four smart people to agree it's going to be good and yeah. I think like if if only two agree you got to figure out how all of you agree and even though it can be frustrating sometimes the built-in mechanism if both if funny people think something's good and everyone agrees it'll be good yeah and mm -hmm. I think like you don't Comedy Central luckily working with the network can always be frustrating but they let groups of people make shit and they trust YouTube. They trust like things that worked on YouTube. Well, you're ske uh, scheduled uh, women. women. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You you've put up some fucking uh, beast uh, comedy sketches. Yeah. over and the years, and that and yeah, in an age where it's like that matters, and it they matters. got the views and the content match up, so they're seeing that, and that 
that's what it is. Yeah. And so if you, you know, you, you hone it there and you're making it, you know, in your backyard on a Saturday and it's for no money, but that's the kind of shit where you're working together. Eventually you'll get that chance. And then having, you'll have together, the hours. You, yeah. Because it's weird when you, when you go from like making YouTube sketches for no, literally no money or the price of a pizza, basically, <laughs> then you go to uh, a pilot that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. What's interesting is in some ways it's easier because you have all these really smart people helping you yeah. <laughs> as opposed to before you, it's just you, you know? Yeah. So it's obviously terrifying because you got to nail You're it, like, but that you smart. do have really talented people who are more talented than you helping you achieve that goal. Well, yeah. And, and even just something as small as, oh, wouldn't it be great if we had this prop? And yeah. then you have a prop master going, the, yeah, I got that. That's my job. Yeah. Yeah. That's I my can, literal job. I, I can provide that for you. You're it's, like, wow, this would have, this would have taken an entire day of us going to Staples yeah. and like Office Max and searching for this thing. hundred percent. Yeah. And then, uh, but you don't necessarily have a lot of uh, corporate experience, or is no, that, is I that... don't really have corporate experience. Yeah, that's um, Matt, Matt yeah. worked at a bunch when he first came out here. Worked a bunch of like terrible social media jobs for different like huge companies, mm -hmm. um, like uh, in the entertainment industry, and he it's just a nightmare like we're so lucky to do what we do like everyone is so unhappy at those jobs and it's all just fear and shit rolls downhill and people are yelling at the people below them and taking shit from the people above them mm -hmm. and it's it is about corporations but it's also we were just kind of like like what we did is we guessed a little bit what it was like and then we when we got the pilot we called people from amazon and google and like we got hooked up with some of them and they were they basically just confirmed our suspicions. They're like, yeah, oh yeah, we're miserable. <laughs> like we make money, we have healthcare and we want to die. Like yeah. it's, it's and, and and it's like, you know, it's I think it's mostly just the idea of having a job you don't want, which is why we do comedy because we don't want yes. a job we don't want. Correct. And I think most people who don't follow their dreams um kind of live a lot of horrible moments day to day. Yeah, and, really and do. there's all there's there's sort of always that thought in their head of well, what did I really want to do? Yeah, and I never tried. I mean, we're lucky that we did it. We're just lucky that we even pursued it. Most yeah. people don't have the balls to do it, and you know? and lucky that we did it as young as we did it yeah. because I've met a lot. I met a lot of people where uh, they open for me on the road, and I'm like, hey, you're really funny. You should move out to L. A. You should go to New York. And they're like, yeah, I got a wife and, and a two kid. kids, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I can't tell them that, hey, I'm going to go make no money in Los Angeles. 100%. That's another reason why I quit my job in post-production is like, I'm starting to make money here. Mm -hmm. And if I don't quit this right now, I'll never be able to live without it. Yeah. Because you'll, you'll get used to that. Yeah. Which is a really strange mindset that you just strange. had where it's like, woo, I'm making too much money. That's not good. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how the chandelier store, that's... A real thing. Yeah, I worked at a chandelier what store. What the... F why? It, it's a... Mel well, do you know Lizzie Cooperman? Yeah. She's a comedian. So mm -hmm. she had that job. I don't know how she got that job. She was maybe family friends with the guy who owned it. But it was this former architect. He He's from Europe. And he, um, he owned this chandelier store. It was like a lot of European lighting it's so i don't like and it, he just really loved that as a kid and he would buy this stuff on like ebay and he had a store where he sold it for way trumped up prices uh to like rich americans and so it was basically like a really fine light like i mm -hmm. i learned what a sconce was like i i didn't know what that was i still don't know what that yeah, is yeah it's just it's a light on your wall and you oh, have to I be thought it was rich. something you put on a croissant yeah it's also that okay. you, you <laughs> technically can put anything on a croissant it's also what it's also what the girls say when brad says dwarf when he comes yeah Oh yeah, they say scones. That's honestly pretty yeah. hot. Yeah, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
for it. Uh, but yeah, you just sell like really ridiculous looking lighting that is not fun. It doesn't like help. It's not like good lighting. It just looks pretty cool. Oh, really? Because I, I the chandeliers that I feel like I've seen in my lifetime, I'm like, fuck, that looks dope. I wish I had that. I wish I had a chandelier right here. Well, yeah, but that but those are. Can I be in the commercial? That was I think I really saw that. <laughs> I wish I had a chandelier right here, right here. Yeah. I mean, and then some guy comes and yeah. it's like this is a weird. Did commercial. someone say chandelier here? <laughs> Snoop Dogg put Morgan one in his car Freeman. for God's sake. Yeah. yeah, did he really? Yeah, Snoop, yeah. Snoop Dogg has a chandelier exhibit in, in his car. Was that in MTV? Was that in Pimp My Ride? Pimp My Ride. Pimp yeah. My ride, yeah. No, that that was just that was like MTV Cribs <laughs> where he goes, Yo, man, this is my Snoop Deville. I got a chandelier in that oh, motherfucker. He's so cool. And it's like he's got a chandelier yeah. in his car. I would just why I would not just sit in a place and all these rich people would come in. I remember one time. Um, this famous photographer came in uh, and he was super high and he just pointed at things and just like it, just anything. He was like mm -hmm. hot. Like this is what rich people do is they get high and buy stuff. And I was like, oh, that is such a level of wealth I could never achieve. But yeah, it sucked. I mean, it, it was just like rich, famous people coming in and like yeah. buying chandeliers and not caring about it. Mm -hmm. And I, I like got really, uh, I had this, uh, I, I mean, I, I was terrible at the job. I like had this blog called pictures of me having sex dot uh, where I would Photoshop weird shit of me having sex. It wasn't really me having sex, but I, I got caught by my boss for that because I had friended my boss's um, wife on Facebook and I was posting on Facebook while I was there. So I just like fucked around. Wait, so is this like you like are, are, are you Photoshopping yourself having sex with like a meteor you, or something? Yes. And you kind of have to see it to understand it's really insane. But is I Still up? The, yeah, pictures of me having sex.tumblr.com. Hold but on. But it, it's uh it's really dumb and really <laughs> stupid. And I would spend my time like writing jokes and making like weird blogs and like desperately trying to get into the comedy world while I worked this like minimum wage job at a chandelier store <laughs> where rich people couldn't give a fuck about me. I had like holes in my sweaters and shit like that. And I just was doing open mics all the time and making <laughs> sketches and hoping that shit happened. Dude, but let, let this do. be dude, yes, man. I would I mean I was doing a version of that, but pretending to be Wolverine. Yeah, at a you, were, you theme worked park. at a theme park. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. So it's like, but same thing, dude. Like, I'd put in my hours, then I would make my sketches in between there, do open mics, and just go. I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed. Like, I'm putting in the the, You're the work. Pursuing a dream. And I and I and I am finding ways to enjoy it. You know, what I'm saying like the sketches stuff for me, and I'm sure for you too, yeah. was like huge because you like, worked your fucking ass off. But you this too, man. Where it's yeah. like you you get to control your shit, and that's where you feel like a little bit of sanity because you're like, all right, cool. I wrote this. I'm I'm getting to put it up, and I'm I'm because the even with the open mic, the the um you know immediacy of the reaction uh you know uh, is a blessing and a curse. But with the making the video, you're like you can you're kind of enjoying the whole thing, even if it does get tricky and figuring something out. You're doing it collaboratively, mm -hmm. and that to me is like so great. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine it's on a no, whole new level with the show. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, I feel really lucky in it. It feels good to know that I made the right choice to do it. And I think what's mm -hmm. cool about a minimum wage job is like you have to work, you have to do comedy, and then all your free time, you still have to work. Yeah. Like you, yep. you can't, you have no choice but to spend your whole life. You're working to work. And that's great. Friends it's, and family don't think that, right? Yeah. They're like, cool, show now. Now what? The yeah. Emmys, Oscars, yeah. when Spielberg comes. And they also think you're they know you so they know you're not that funny you know what I mean like, like, like even if you're funny they're like you're not that funny oh, really? um, you have friends or family saying like my, it's not a show it's big my family doesn't think I'm that funny but they, they're happy for me oh, but, but sure. they're like yeah you've done a good job but they, they're not like laughing at me when I talk to them you know what I mean yeah. they're all crazy and mentally yeah. ill <laughs> <laughs> have you had people come out of the woodwork and you know people that you've either um, 
I haven't heard it for a while that's been like, oh, shit, thanks, Mr. You know. We had a commercial for the show on the Sugar Bowl. And mm. that was cool because wow. I, I went to school in Tennessee. Wow. So that's like a that's big, it was like an football. SEC kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was like, I was like, hey, is that that Jew? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much exactly oh, what it no. was. And, no, but like, I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. Um, so that was cool because I could be like, because I feel like everyone's goal in Hollywood is just to crush it at a high school reunion. You know what I mean? That's like the only reason we move out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, what else are well, we Well, they doubt you them? so much yeah. when yeah. you leave. So I've gotten a lot. Put in a very simple phrase. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty much what we're, we're trying to do. Is... Dude, the amount of people at my... <laughs> Oprah I... went to her high school reunion. Yeah. Did she really? She did a whole show about it. And it's like, all right, Oprah. Yeah. That, I, I don't love you, do that. but fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Although, Oprah shows up. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> even if I'm you doing so much better than all of you. Yeah, but they're probably... They're pumped. <laughs> I would be if Oprah yeah. was in my class and didn't show up. I'd be so bummed. I'd be like, right. Fuck be like man, yeah. I went to school with Oprah. Yeah, she should come back and you know say Unless hi. She, you know, it's all cars. Yeah, if she shows up and doesn't bring anything, are you bummed or are you more pumped if she doesn't show up but sends everybody like a gift bag? If I were yeah. Oprah, like her I, favorite things, yeah, high school reunion style. Her favorite things in high school. So you're so <laughs> yeah. bummed. It's like oatmeal raisin cookies yeah. and yeah. yeah. It's like wait, a 1955 trapper keeper. Yeah. Why the fuck do I need that? <laughs> oh my god, trapper. 55. Keepers. Is that when she went to high school? I have no idea. Is she 110? I have no idea. Is that math? <laughs> no clue. Don't trust Wait, me. did you go to yours? No, but now I'm going to go. Like that. <laughs> I've been waiting well, for this moment. Yeah. You will attach an, iP- uh, uh, an iPad onto your suit and just have it play the trailer <laughs> yeah, for corporate exactly. the entire it's time like, yeah. as, as as you're walking around. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so, so so like people reached out to you in the Yeah, it's but it's been mostly went. nice. I mean, no, you know, like people are just like I think going to Hollywood also like I'm 34. It's taken me a minute. You know what I mean? To yeah. do anything. And so I think people are like, oh, really? I thought he like died. Like, yeah, you know, like, oh, you're still doing that. Yeah. And it's like kind of cool. And people for the most part, you know, they're, they have kids. They're, in, you know, do, they're doing whatever they do at 34. And uh, it's been mostly nice. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it also feels like, all right, cool. Yeah, I won. <laughs> I can't. I'm not gonna deny it's there. Yeah. So, do you feel an added pressure now that uh, now that you have the show? Like now, when you're now when you're doing a spot at the comedy store. Oh yeah. Are you hoping? Are you like worried that people can be like, oh well, well this guy's got a show, so he's obviously yeah, gonna be I'm, really good. I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's part of like getting back into it now. It's like it. I mean, you just have to get over it. It doesn't matter. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the best part about the store too. It's just <laughs> just go up and go up and go up. You know. Mm-hmm. But um. <laughs> yeah, I think it's terrifying. It's like, oh god, now I'll definitely be called out on being a fraud. Like now, now this is when it's gonna happen. The con is up, but then you just do it and do it and do it. And, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, It'll be fine. fine. It, it, I I feel like a lot of times, and this goes in all industries, people get people think that everyone else is watching them and caring what they're doing. <laughs> they're and just it's terrified like, no. about their own. Set. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're thinking about their own damn lives. No one gives yeah. a fuck and about you. Just you. say nice set to the person. And then yeah. yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like great set. You weren't listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know you weren't listening. Uh, you got to do the, uh, Seth Meyers show recently yeah. to, oh. uh, to, uh, promote the show. That was cool. Was that your first time doing a late night thing? I've never done stand up on late night and mm-hmm. I've never, certainly never done the couch. Um, it was cool. The coolest thing about it was um, my dad. Well, there's a lot of cool things about it. But one of the coolest things was my dad came. My dad's 84. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an old dad. And he he has walks with a cane. You know, his hearing isn't great. But he came. He loves famous people. And he was able to be there and see that. And I got one of those moments where he's like, I'm proud of you. Like in, in the, ah, the like, father-son way yeah, where you're yeah, like, yeah. okay, 
I, both of us could die now. You can die now, Dad, Man. because you told me you were proud. <laughs> not so. Not a, not 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 me. I got a lot of yeah. life left to live. I got a couple of yeah. miles to bang. But okay. But, but yeah. like, so that felt good. But yeah. no, it's cool. I mean, honestly, what's really cool about late night shows is seeing how hard it is to run they shoot a show every fucking day yeah that's amazing to see how professional how many good people have to do to do their work well in order for that to happen it was cool to go out on the couch it's weird when you you walk out into set and you're sitting on a couch that just yeah. feels sort of like am i in a living room like right. why am i really that interested what, like, do, what I do, do i do i have to say yeah, here? yeah what do i do with my legs yeah <laughs> but it was cool and he was super nice and he he's a he came and introduced himself before mm. and uh he really you're like oh he's sharp he's cool he's nice he's funny he knows how to make you feel comfortable immediately and it was just cool it's like i've done that now i can't believe i got to that point where i'm sitting on a fucking couch like i met jake tapper you know the cnn yeah. journalist oh, nice. and yeah. i got to shake his hand and i he was tweeted like at you yeah because I, w- I was like i i mean i just said basically when i met him i was like hi i'm also named jake and he didn't give a fuck you know what i mean he's just like <laughs> okay cool good luck with your show and so yeah. i tweeted at him and then he tweeted back and that was thrilling yeah yeah because it, it, and when especially a guy like jake tapper where it's like in in between him bashing the president of the United States <laughs> and the president responding, he tweeted a gif at me. Yeah, yeah and I was like, like, "Life is great." Yeah, <laughs> this is so dumb. It's cool. Also, they like take you up this back elevator, and it's like C- you get out of a car and you go straight into an elevator, and these two people take you up, and it's like CIA, and you go into this room, and all this makeup, all for you to go on TV for three minutes and it's hilarious yeah yeah did it was it a little bit easier that you did it with your co-star yes and also stand-up makes the couch so much easier because to Mm -hmm. me like stand-up is great on its own obviously but stand-up gives you the gift of reading a room which is the whole thing that's everything in life pitch meetings anything in life i'm just more confident because like i can read a room like i can read people i was just talking about that today yeah i it's that's the whole reason being able to read the room off stage because of on stage like it's an invaluable skill in it, life it's and if you don't if you st- even if i stopped doing stand-up now having done it for a long time would pay off <clears throat> huge for me in my career and in my life yeah in dating and all mm-hmm. that stuff Dude. it's like i i'm reading people and i can and all it is when you're sitting on that couch is those people want to laugh yeah you just have to kind of feel their energy and respond to it i've been talking about this on stage on my uh the guys not reading the room right now and getting in trouble and girls yeah. just you know just as guilty and percentage is much lower but my junior in high school girlfriend putting a finger up my butt didn't ring the room <laughs> nothing about what was happening she would have suggested that she, that was the next rimmed the room yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is a um you know easier said than done thing but it's like yeah think about how many social functions you've been at where but it's yeah. that it's that thing that you can't buy and it's that we have from just doing it over and over yeah. uh, and bombing forever and learning like oh i just have to respond it's like this there's, it's like energy that yeah. you have to respond to that is worth millions of dollars potentially. Yeah, and then you have you have obtained all these skills now where you can be in any room and be able to talk to people. And then when you're in a crowded room and you, you can talk to anyone, you're you're just gonna find the comic. Yep. You're just gonna go 100%. up and you're just gonna go find the comedian and be like, okay, I can talk to you. It does become a thing where it's like, I mean, I have friends that don't do comedy, but. Mm-hmm. It's way easier when they do comedy. It's like it's like I totally relate. There's like a language we speak, or there's like an inherent understanding. And yeah. I wish I wish I were more interesting and could talk to people outside of comedy. But in general, it's like if it's a comedian, like I we can figure it out. Yeah. And it's like easier to understand where they're coming from. Uh, Brad put down here. You're obsessed with knives on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I, 
Yes. <laughs> now, now this is not the other Jake Weissman. No, it's me. This, this is, is you. you. You you had you 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 had like knives in the shape of an American flag. You had yeah. like well, okay. like that scene from that scene from Suicide Squad where like the Joker is laying in a giant circle of knives. I was like, no one that would never fucking happen. And then I met you, and I'm like, yeah, that could happen. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> oh god, I won't say too much. I've about killed it. a lot of people. I what? feel like for me, I'm not like a hot person, so I'm not gonna get followers because of how I look. And I do think that a lot of comedians, not you guys, mm-hmm. but a lot of comedians, just want to be hot. Mm. And they don't want to admit it. They're like, no, I care about comedy. And then in front of every photo is their face. Mm. And it's like and men and women. This yeah. is oh, not yeah, a gender absolutely. thing. Yeah. No. And it's yeah. like, if you're going to admit you want to be hot, then I'm fine with it. But they don't. They're mm. like, look, I'm in front of the Eiffel Tower. And it's like, why is your face in there? You know? <laughs> and so I just kind of wanted to do something sillier and weirder that would call attention to myself and make fun of people a little bit. It's become something way crazier. And now I'm stuck inside the <laughs> joke. Because I, I put up thousands of photos of weapons. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. and, and so it's a little like, at some point, someone's going to be like, you're the problem. Yeah. But, but I just think it's funny at this point it to is. have like uh, and I, I like Michelle Buteau is a hilarious comedian. She told me she's like Jake, fuck you. When I'm in my kitchen cooking, I think of you because I see that thing and I think that motherfucker. And I I want to seep into people's heads. And now it's just mm-hmm. a really dumb long joke. Well, now you know that if you ever uh, uh, have a crazy scandal moment, they're gonna go to your Instagram and be like, any post pictures of knives. He was saying it all, all day. Yeah, yeah. He's the crazy one. I also think that if anyone kills me in a Selena way by stabbing me, I deserve it. Like there's no, <laughs> there's there's no question I'm getting a knife. Do you have in the a president heart. of a fan club. <laughs> I probably do, and they're probably obsessed with knives. They're like they're just like this is the person who gets me, and I'm gonna kill him because yeah. that'll bring us closer together. Like that's who my oh, fan God. is. Is that and what happened with Selena? I think so. I mean, Thanks. you know, you, you know, be funny is this is this person for you doesn't even know you're a comedian. They're, I know they're fo- they're following you for the knives. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely <laughs> worrisome, and it was a mistake I made, but I'm sticking to it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had any sort of a, 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 a corporate or or Comedy Central? meetings about social media and posting and has the knife thing come up or any other knife thing um hasn't they haven't told me not to do it yet but a, a few times they've like there was a vp i was talking to i took a photo at seth meyers where i was holding a knife like in front of like the <laughs> sign it was like you gotta take a photo <laughs> like at backstage and the vp was there and he goes oh god that again <laughs> That, that shit again and i was like well dude what do you want me to do yeah, like yeah. It's you, kind you of my let thing me now. have the show yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who's dumber this is who i am like i'm sorry i am the way i am yeah. and uh and uh you you have a lot of great people in this show yes you have a lot of very talented people you have maybe my favorite person to follow on twitter in this show and that's aparna i mean the funniest one of the funniest comedians ever. She yeah. really is, man. I, I think when I watched her, I think for the first time a lot was at Moon Tower last year, Dude. and I was like, "What? Shh. What? What? Why? What? This so original? Where's? I mean, maybe one of the greatest brains I've ever yeah listened to. The best writer yep. and so original. <clears throat> she has an original voice. She's hilarious. Um, so funny and very dark. Like what's great is like she has a real darkness to her, but yeah. she doesn't look like so that. sweet. Mm-hmm. So it can come out like it. The darkness comes in a really great package. Um, so funny. How did you, was that an easy casting? She's she's. I've just known her since I started comedy, and she's mm-hmm. just been. I'm like a huge fan of hers, and yeah. she's also my friend. And it's like we can get a Parna in it. It just feels like cool. She's f- sort of famous, but not famous enough to where you can't get her yet so we're lucky that she hasn't really 
done as well as she should have yet. Sure. You know what I mean? It's always like like Baron Vaughn similarly is yeah, a genius. So yeah. He's a genius. Yeah, he's and so he good. and he's doing well, but like we can still get him, and that's great. Yeah. Like I love when my friends aren't successful enough yet to where I can still reach them, you know? <laughs> yeah, cause, yeah, because when you're like, oh man, but who who who'd be great for this part? Mario Lopez. Yeah. But ah, oh, we can't get Mario. If you can text someone, like I shouldn't be able to text Aparna or Baron, but I can still text them so you can still get them. But yeah, yeah. we also have Lance Reddick who's like the best actor from The Wire. He's like, mm-hmm. I, when he said yes, that was weird. Like, I guess yeah. he needed money or something. But like, the fact that you're making yes, your your you know your wish list, right? Yeah, and, it's weird. I, I, the further you go into how even doing stand up or whatever you're doing, you do meet some people that are like kind of like people you really admire. Like, oh, I didn't know I would I would be friends with you. Like, yeah, that's yeah. weird. Yep. Like, I, oh, this is kind of almost sad. Cool a little now. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, yeah for uh, uh, we've had him on the podcast <laughs> almost four or five times, but Adam and I can text Dana Carvey now. Yeah, like and the that's best comedian really ever. Fucking weird yeah. for us. It yeah. never gets old because they're just people. Yeah. who were older than you. Yeah, who did the same shit you <laughs> yeah. did. Like right. you know some of the best comedians around, and you see them at the store all the time. You know, yeah. it's just like, but. They're not. They're the same age. And even people to get mm-hmm. on your show, like it's like these people also want to work too. Yeah. Like, and I think a lot of people sometimes assume like, oh, I can't get, you know, um, I don't know, uh, Scott Bakula. That's the first yeah. name that came to my head. I mean, I think we all know we can, we we can, can get, get yeah, we can, By the way, we can get Bakula is and uttered in every Bacula. cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there are people that seem sure. unobtainable un- uh, un- uh, that, um, you know. It's just a never-ending. It's really interesting. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll see that as you get deeper into season seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, people, and also people. I firmly believe a lot of actors have children we don't know about, and so they need all the money they can get, <laughs> yeah. and they need that that One little of the Central has art. apple. She yeah. could have kumquat, yeah. pear, peach, <laughs> yeah. raspberry, and so I, I firmly whole believe fruit salad. Yeah, that's what like like Ray Liotta doing all those commercials. Yeah. I'm like he definitely has 20 kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like why is he doing yes. this? Yeah. Also, what a cool thing to be at a point. Uh, to do a commercial that's not because you know Alex Trebek does I think they're like I don't know if it's Life Alert or Life Lock Re- reverse mortgages I yeah don't know. He something some, like something that like but I'm like that. why wouldn't you put like Trebek in a in a Bud Light commercial yeah. like yeah. he's famous enough to be in I one I would actually like it more I would yeah 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 but but also maybe he's like no nah, I'm not a beer guy I'm a mortgage guy yeah, I only sell what I believe in I get fucked up on mortgage yeah and I, and, and I believe in reverse home loans yeah yeah I don't know but, so so what's uh more press more stand up are you gonna kind of sit back and I let mean, the show do its we're thing we're hoping we get a second we get to shoot a second season we're gonna you know if the show does well in the first few weeks hopefully we get to do that um. I think, you know, we've been doing a lot of press because uh, obviously the show coming out yep. is like everything, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. Comedy Central, Wednesday is 10 p.m. And I've tried to be kind of focused on that. And then, you know, then I can kind of get back to my life a little bit and like do stand up and like like clean my house and like, you know, do <laughs> sit ups, you know, just like because I've been so like I've just been like really like I got to do all this stuff because oh, this God. is the one chance that um, I have to like make a first impression like this um and then i am gonna breathe a little bit but it's it's fun it's all incredibly fun it's just like it's like too much fun a little like it's mm-hmm. all your wedding you know it's like it's like you're having a wedding and then another wedding and another <laughs> wedding everyone's being so nice to you and mm-hmm. it's just it's exhilarating but it's exhausting have you had a uh have have you had a big uh i just got money purchase like i just oh, got a know, show purchase when we found out we got the series yeah i got cable <laughs> I was like, you know what? Because I, I was like, I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it yeah. is 
it's you don't need cable. No, no. And I especially now. I don't really even watch it that much. Um, I watch sports on it, yeah. but but I don't really watch it. I just want it to be like, oh yeah, I have cable. Like, I, like that's all I wanted because I said if I ever get a show, I'm going to get cable because I didn't have it for so many years. Mm-hmm. I would just watch a DVD. But yeah. cable is a real luxury. It's a lot of money and uh, it feels good. <laughs> it feels good to I have cable. I love that like everyone's expecting you to be like, I bought a car. I bought a gold-plated fish tank. No, I, I, bu- I bought a diamond dildo. No. I, uh, that's actually the name of a porn star. Yeah. Uh, is that really? I don't know. Oh, I honestly <laughs> would have totally believed that. But you're like, no, I got cable. <laughs> yeah, I got cable and it feels i feel rich and that's all you when you rich you just want to feel rich and i yeah. feel rich well you will be rich because I, so. I think the show's gonna go 10 seasons i hope, I hope so. it does thanks man. Mm-hmm. it's really fucking funny thanks, and you're really man. great in it thanks man and you should be pumped that you created something that does showcase your uh talents and skill sets thanks I on all good. fronts yeah. you know i feel honestly i feel pretty lucky i feel like i i feel like i got the opportunity which is incredible like it's product of hard work but it's also luck and i feel like we did a good job and i stand by it I'm sure you know you've all done things where you're like you did it for the work and you're lucky to do it. But you're like I don't know if I like it, but I actually like the show, so I'm, I yeah. feel lucky. Yeah, that that's gotta feel good to know that like oh I put out something that's good. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's good because we've all done we've all done projects where we're like yeah yeah you don't you guys don't have to watch that. Yeah, it's please don't. Fine. Yeah, it's but but I'm but, happy with it. But this one, everyone should watch it whether you've worked in a whether you worked in an office whether you haven't because uh, maybe you're uh, arts guys like us but you want to laugh at people that do that do have those jobs mm-hmm. yes absolutely if you ever had a job you didn't like I think you'll like the show oh okay well yeah. I've worked at Hot Topic <laughs> yeah so that's awesome <laughs> that's your show yeah oh it really is yeah yeah oh dwarf working hot topic the, be- the 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 best part is that i i dressed pretty much how i dress now back when i worked there i love that and so that means that when they hired me they just looked at me with all their gauges and and mohawks and piercings and tattoos and just went ah he's a midget that's pretty weird yeah weird I enough mean, i do think that's your show i think that's like a really pretty good show yeah uh wednesday is on comedy central after corporate comes hot topic dwarf uh, <laughs> don't say anymore one. let them be surprised okay yeah. we'll do good night everybody show that's the show Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it?
Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.